Welcome to the Always Right Podcast. I am your co-host, Jamie Vendera, and, and this I'm, is... I'm Carissa DeLay, and Jamie, you act like you're like the person on Price is Right. Margaret, come on down. Well, I told you, you said, do you want to start this, or do you want me? And I said, I want you to, because I'm lazy, because I knew I'd, I'd do something goofy like that. But, yeah, but hey. that was... Remember, we're a vegan podcast. We keep it organic. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Yes, I can do whatever. Yeah, for all our, but just, we're really you not know, vegan. For, for us being a vegan podcast, there are a lot of squirrels in these episodes. They're alive, though. Yeah, that's true. We keep them alive. <laughs> we literally keep our squirrels alive. Oh, so today's episode, we are talking about naming. Naming, 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 naming. Not Jamie, 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 Jamie. Okay, naming, 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 naming. That's hard to do. Naming, naming, naming. Okay. Yes. So we're talking so, about... What is it? We're talking about naming everything, I'm assuming. Yeah. Titles of your books. Titles Characters. of your character names. Yeah. This podcast. Yes. Well, let's start with that one. Yes. Naming and the podcast. Uh, so Jamie and I came up with this idea of doing a podcast about writing, helping, helping authors, whether you're a book author, you're someone who just writes in general for fun. Uh, someone who's wanting to get published or you've been published and you're trying to do it better next time. We wanted to create something where people could go to and have topics to refer to as we can help from our own experience. So then the always write is because we want you to always write as if it was like you're always writing. Just don't stop. Keep going. But at the same time, the play on being always write was in there. So I liked the whole like we're always right, but we're not really... Yeah, you know, I love really witty names. Like when I wrote my first book, uh, I actually woke up with the name Raise Your Voice. And I have been working with the methodology to raise your range, increase your vocal range. So you came up with the name Always Right. And did it just come to you or were you thinking about it for a while? Because it's the perfect name for me. Well, it's so funny is because I like naming things that have like... Um, whenever I owned a salon in Ohio, it was called The Local. And of course, it was a local salon and an art gallery. So it had all the local artists. You know, we were in a local area and at a local Masonic Temple building. Everything was, you know, just kind of focused on local. However, the name was, um, oh my gosh, an anagram. Is that what I'm thinking? So, yep. Yes. <laughs> my brain just went like. I disagree with you. I don't know. Oh my gosh. So it stood for loving ourselves, community, and life. So it had a meaning to the word the local because it wasn't just, oh, we're just the local. Um, Isn't so that I'm, a pentagram? That's not a pentagram. Is it an antigram? Like, oh my gosh. My, okay, I don't I'm, know what it is. I'm just joking about the pentagram part, but okay. Yeah, pentagram, you know, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> I like things like that. I like it when there you see a word and like I'll put it together and make it mean something or whatever. Um, so it's the same thing with this one. I want, we always talk about always writing, just keep writing. So what are, what better way to talk about multiple facets of writing than say all ways, write? So it's all the ways of writing. So it was like, perfect. It was like kismet when it came to the chef's kiss of titles for a podcast. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, and I kind of mentioned my very first book was raise your voice, uh, as I am a vocal coach as well as an author. And <laughs> it's so funny when I came up with that name, it was just, it was the name and we sold a lot of copies based on the name, honestly. And then of course I got fans and they started using the, that, but like within a year of that book coming out, I think it was Hillary, uh, Duff. 
mm-hmm. is that her name? She had a movie called Raise Your Voice. Oh, really? And and I remember Molly Burnside, uh, the lady who does my my book covers. She's called me. She says, "You're not going to believe this." <laughs> Raise your voice, and I was like, "How dare they? We're going to take legal action." And then I'm like, "Uh, yeah." I'm pretty sure Molly's like, "Yeah, that ain't going to happen, Jamie. It's two different formats. It's it's inevitable." <laughs> but your it's your first book. You're so mm-hmm. uh, you know. It's like that's my child. How dare you use the words "raise your voice"? Right. Uh, but it fit everything. So. Well, so what about some of your other your fiction books where? Like uh, shifters. What made you come up with shifters? Well, okay. So uh, when we started Seven uh, Eleven Press, I had a really, uh, really cool partner that we still use. It's Daniel Middleton from Scribe Freelance. So he inspired me, and he, Daniel is great at naming names. And we, I wanted to do a fantasy series for children. Mm-hmm. So something cool. And I said I wanted to be way back ages ago. And he said what? A, and I had an idea like tattoos on her body he says what about age of the sigil and uh, i'm like okay and then that branched off and i wanted to do another series called order five which is with more teens and it was like x-men versus x-files so i was into this ya period uh, there for a minute and so within order of five after sigil i was had the writing flow and it was going and i thought okay these uh they're not like mutants or they're not metahumans and i came up with shifters and Daniel was like, yeah, that's great. I'm like, yeah, they can they can shift fire or they can shift this and shift that. So Shifters, uh, the character in it, Devin Podrick, actually, he's not a member of the Order of Five. He was before their time, but it's all in the same universe. So you, Shifter. You mentioned like how to con- maybe v- eventually connecting some of those pieces, putting a layout for people. I really want to go back and reread everything because I, I write so much that my squirrel-like brain, ADHD brain, can't remember. Because you were talking about, we need to go over one of your books in the next podcast. I'm like, I have to read it and remember what I wrote about. Mm-hmm. So, but yes, I literally... The entire fiction series I've written, everything, even if it's a horror, sci-fi, space saga, they're all tied together. Mm. There are lo- I, I've placed loose threads and everything so I could go through a timeline. And I had – I got one somewhere because I sat down with Daniel. I said, I need your help. He's like, oh, yeah, this was 2 million years ago and this was 50,000 years ago and da 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 and now we're in the future. So, yes, I wanted one – big world even if it was again the horror or mafia or whatever so you almost need like a chronological layout of your timeline and start plotting them on there where things are like a visual reference and uh since i am going to be forced to reread these books um as we're talking about them plus to finish up the ones i haven't finished yet i will i'll start dating everything and make sure and have that timeline then i'll get excited and then i'll be like oh that's a big jump there's a, i need to write something 100 years ahead of this one so there we go. Yeah, see, there you go. So, with your characters uh, in these fiction uh, novels, how do you? Come, I know, like, like DNA. DNA is another one of those like anagrams. I'm not yeah. sure I'm saying this right. Yeah. D. Yeah. So DNA was for David Noble. David is a an old guitar player, of mine, a really close friend, a mentor, and it's funny. He wrote fiction years and like twenty something years ago. I'm writing books. I'm writing books, and that's what kind Acronym. of interested me. Okay, anagram. No, it's acronym. Acronym. See, I knew it was an A word. It's always wrong. Yes, yes. <laughs> acronym. Today we're wrong. 
I knew Anagram was like, yes, yes, I don't think I it's... Know, but, well, that's why I was questioning it. I was like, it's not... Is it, <laughs> the other acronym was not coming to my brain. <laughs> so, David inspired me, and I like to pay homage to friends. And so, I don't know how it popped in my head. Just DNA is like David Noble, David Noble, David Noble alien, because I want to write a book about aliens. So, that's how that came about. And I'm well, happy. Yeah, and then you're going to do RNA, which is about... Yeah, that's Remy Noble Alien. That's actually his daughter. And since some of my books are... This is after the fact. Of, hey, writers, you can do this. So I wrote DNA, and then I wrote Siren. And the funny thing is, I'm sure there are books out called Siren, but it exploded. I wrote Siren in 2008, I believe, and then bam, they're everywhere. Maybe it was 2009. But that's another character. And uh, the, I based them in the same city. In the same high school, but I didn't have them interact. And then I started thinking, you know what? Let's go ahead and tie David Noble, Remy Noble, Siren, Siren, Dark Waters, and then do a book called Aliens and Mermaids to finish it. So it's like two different series uh, with uh, duologies, and then they come together in one book. Which I always so, love. I, I mean, I love mermaid stuff, like the Mako Mermaids, that Australian show. And H2O, like, I love those. So I, I think that's great. I've been a huge, I can't believe I have not watched that show yet. It's on my list because I loved Splash when it came out in the 80s. Yes, yes. I remember the Tom Hanks, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, that's one of the reasons I did it. I love mermaids. But yeah, um, and I, think, um, I think mermaids is an unexplored, not unexplored, I, I rarely explored fantasy world sometimes. I feel like people don't yep. go there as often. We go to vampires a lot. We go to werewolves a lot. We go to like those kind of more uh, terrestrial type beings. We don't do subterrestrial like with the, with the oceanic type stuff. And, and, you know, I kind of wonder because I've seen it exploding more. Of course, they've had the TV show like what you're talking about. But Aquaman was such a huge hit at the box office. And he was introduced in, you know, the other movies and the DC universe. And I'm like, is that bringing more uh, focus on Atlantis and stuff like that. Cause even I've wrote about Atlanteans and, uh, the crisis mm -hmm. artifact, another series that I wrote. So, and, and even in shifters, we go back to the time of Atlantis. So I just, I've always been enamored with that. So I'm a tattooed rock screaming, glass breaking lover of unicorns and mermaids. <laughs> it just, it is and there you it go, is. ladies and gentlemen, in a nutshell, Janie's a nerd. Yes. <laughs> Which is fine because I'm a nerd too. That's funny because I feel why well, use Atlanta in in Crystal Gate when the devil has to go retrieve something. He Atlanta or Atlantis. Atlantis. Sorry, what I say? Okay, you said anagram. Stop <laughs> so it. You said Atlantis. I'm just I'm just well, clarifying. Mean, well, anagrams are nice too. Um, yes, but I don't use those as often as I do acronyms. But you know, at the same time, words yep. in the brain. Uh, so for me. Whenever I was using Atlantis in mine, I just used it as a place that it wasn't a big topic. It was just more of like the devil raises it from underwater and then does so, like a, almost a secret uh, code to retrieve something to be able to access some stuff. Like he knew where it was the whole time. And he's just like, well, I just need this now. I'm going to go get this because I'm going to go get Alexis. That's cool. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. So. How did you name your books, your two fiction books? Well, so it's really weird. It's like I would, so I, for me, when I name something, I have to incorporate what the ending is. So it kind of crystal gate, you know, after you read it, this is about a gate 
that is open by a quartz crystal. But it's kind of weird because I think about it constantly. I was thinking, you know, perdition. I was thinking all these words because the devil was in it. I was all these words are just going through my head. We talk about the devil. We have his minions. We have we have a quantum physicist. All these different things. We're we're traveling across the globe. I have all these words coming in my mind. But when I made crystal gate, it was like two syllables, crystal gate. So when I did four rivers, it had to be four rivers. It could yep. be, it had to be the same amount of syllables, <laughs> but like in crystal gate, the ending is about opening up a portal with crystals at the end of four rivers. It's coming together at the four rivers at the meeting point. So they come together based on where the book is going. Canvassed. Canvas now is about a serial killer who leaves his victims like paintings. And so it's canvas like with a K. So it's killing, but it's kind of like how I, for me, I have to kind of, the story, the story has to be completely umbrella. But before I completely solidify that's the name, I go on to Barnes and Noble and Amazon and I search that name out and see if there's any other authors that have those titles. Yeah, because there will be a lot of books titled the same. And that, but that's when I do mine. They don't have them. Like these, these yeah. only, I won't, I won't choose a name that already exists. I mean, it may <laughs> exist now after the fact, but my would be the first one. As far as when it, when I publish it, it's not there. I'm not going to create a name that already exists. I'm pretty much the same way. I wasn't so worried about it with Siren. Cause I thought I didn't even look because I thought it's such a common term. Somebody's right. named a book Siren. Ironically, after it came out, there weren't a lot. Now there is. There's like siren, siren, siren everywhere. Yeah. But I, I love it because this is meaning to you. So when you're writing, when you're coming up with a title for your book, make it mean something to you. Uh, even if and the story. Yeah, and the story. Even if the the uh, the person looking at your cover doesn't get it, because <laughs> the story I love about you is when someone looked at your cover, it's like you give away the book because of the cover with the the crystal gate on it. But and you don't know that unless you read it. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, but it, it leaves you intrigued. Crystal Gate just pulls me in. Mm -hmm. So I had my license. What... I had my license plate. Whenever I, whenever Crystal Gate came out, my husband was like, "You should." I think my license plate at the time was K Delay, and my license plate before that was Sky's Mom. So, whenever I was did the book, my husband was like, "You should do Crystal Gate as your your license plate this year." I'm like, oh, yeah. So I did the CR, like, I can't remember how I did it, but it was it's basically made it look like Crystal Gate with a G and the eight. Mm -hmm. um, I changed that license plate pretty quickly because I got tired of being called Crystal. Uh, <laughs> oh, your name's Crystal? Your license <laughs> Whose car is this? Yeah, my last name's Gate. Yeah. But it, I tell you what, this, okay, here's a squirrel story. I got pulled over because I did a rolling stop from off the highway onto the road nothing was coming yeah but i didn't see the state higher patrol sitting off there watching that stop sign pulls me over and she was one that she come up she's like looks at my license she's like your license plate says crystal gate but your license says carissa who's crystal i said well it's my book and she's like oh like you wrote a book and like she's she's like what's it about like she's literally there ready to give me a ticket and she's asking me about my book Gives me a ticket, but says, I'm going to turn my camera off and I'd like to have a book if you have any. Took a book and I signed it for her. Uh, so <laughs> she gave you a ticket and you still had to give her. I earned the ticket. I went through this. I wasn't going to deny the fact that I went through the stoplight. I'm not going to be dishonest about it. 
Oh, that's awfully cool for you. I'd have been like, sick in her book. <laughs> well, she turned the camera off, so it didn't look like I was bribing her. But I didn't get, I mean, I got the ticket. So it's fine. Yeah. Had a few of those. Uh, <laughs> I remember when we first got the Jeep, we had oversized tires on it. My wife, when she was back in college, she got pulled over. I can't believe she did this. And he says, you were doing 10 miles over the speed limit. She goes, no, I was not. I was watching it. And he looked, and we still had the the 30 day tags on it. He says, um, you know, this has got oversized tires on it though. She's mm -hmm. like, no. which makes sure. Yep. Yeah. And he let her go. And I mm -hmm. said, I would have gave you a ticket with that attitude. Right. <laughs> but he was nice. Well, in high <laughs> school, I went just to have a troll camp. And they, the one thing I remember was they told me a story about someone pull, they pulled up and they're like, as soon as they rolled down their window and said, before they can even say anything, they're like, yes, I'd like a big Mac, large fry. And they said, I just let them go. It was too funny. Uh. <laughs> they start ordering food i'm like okay that right, is funny so, okay so now let's talk about naming um social Characters. media pages what, okay yeah go ahead go ahead no uh, so for me i could literally name my book as a social media page if i wanted to but honestly a personal opinion i would name your social media page author carissa delay or <laughs> carissa delay author you know, whatever, create your page for your fans, not a personal page, and then start putting your book down below or whatever. Um, anything that you do where you're putting it out there, don't only solidify it, don't house it into one, one book. Correct. One book. Yes, because you're gonna have too many things to follow. So I mean, that's probably understood, but maybe some people are like, oh yeah, I probably shouldn't just create a page for my book, my new book. Yeah, and you know, we actually been talking about this lately too. Don't, um, since I'm a vocal coach, I post a lot of videos about doing exercises and uh, singing music videos that I do. In this day and age, if you have two different focal points, you might need two different pages. Like I, I my uh, Instagram is Jamie Vendera Vocal Strength Training, and I'm sure I'll change it. But I, if I start posting how I wrote my fiction book, I am probably going to lose some followers. So. You got to look if you're into baking right. and you're also into uh, writing fiction. I don't think I'd make your fan page about everything. I would put, you know, uh, Don Juan author, then Don Juan bakery chef or whatever, yeah. just so you can keep it separate. Yes, that's a lot more work. But uh, if somebody's not into reading, but they love your recipes, they're probably going to unfollow you because you're constantly posting about your book. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're naming uh, your social media, keep in mind who your audience you're wanting to keep. Like, are you wanting to attract readers? Because you'll be able to isolate that, which we'll get a little bit more into social media on a future pod episode on the podcast. But it has to do with just keeping an idea of, of what you're what you're trying to title, like who you are and your book's kind of umbrella underneath of it. Same thing with your book. You know, keep your series together. Um <laughs> I feel like when you're doing your your books and the naming, keeping that consistent, I feel like if and I, I've got I've said this to you. I know that I've got on to you a few times about things. Um, when it comes to putting that title on there, make sure that someone knows they're a part of a series. Mm -hmm. Make okay. Look, when you're shifters, you know the shifters. It's the same font. Yeah, you know, keeping the font the same. Yeah, and make it stand out. Don't make every book in your like. Don't if you if you write several series or several books, don't make them all look the same. Yep. You know, 
make them stand out from one another. Like I have Crystal Gate, Four Rivers, and eventually I'll have a third one. And the third one will have a two-syllable name. And it'll have to do with the ending. Well, that's kind of what I did with my horror series uh, in Flight 666, which is actually uh, an Iron Maiden thing. Long Cold Winter is a Cinderella thing. Moment of Death is just because that was the overall theme of all three books. Uh, the yeah. Moment of Death, which was really a big mind experiment uh, after you get to the end of all three. but um, And those book covers do look quite a bit different, but they have that horror detail. Like yeah. it's a, like a, you know, a, a American horror story. Every season's completely different. Mm -hmm. So that was that focus. But I try to keep books like um, the J well, uh, was Jamie Lynn Saunders, the uh, Werecat Saga. Oh, I uh, had a, like Feral, Rabid, Nocturnal. They mm -hmm. look different, but the fonts were the same. Right, but they can, But even the even the the word association is the same. Feral, you know, like the word, like the whole series. Like there's a there's a similarity to the word, kind of like in the Twilight series or in the Divergent series or in the Hunger Games. It still has that similarity to them that you know they're a part of something. Like there's more coming to that. Like the Divergent, you know that there's. Maybe a subtitle to it, but the Divergent is the main focus. You know what I mean? Or Twilight books, they she went Twilight, New Moon, Eclipse, Breaking Dawn, all phases of this Moon series. So it's it's keeping it consistent to tie into each other. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, what about naming characters? Yeah. So for me, I'm pretty organized, which we talked about this in the organized episode. I make a list of all my characters, whether, which I'm doing a little different with this one because all of them are associated with someone that I know. But in future, future books, if I don't have them associated with someone, it's very good for you to get in the habit of writing their names down and putting details about them. But like create... If you're looking for names for your characters, go to a naming book. Go to a baby name book. Um, look up boy names. Look up girl names. Look up gender neutral names. Or like what I did for Crystal Gate, I was trying to find names that had an Aramaic Hebrew origin because these were the devil's minions, essentially. I wanted to have that Middle Eastern origin of you know uh like the mesopotamia area things like that just something of that area so because typically even whether whatever religion you were you know um attach yourself to everybody has like a difference so when you have the devil in christianity you kind of feel that more that uh hebrew aramaic so i wanted to kind of keep that naming and each name of of the devil's little minions had a had a uh character association to how they acted I'm glad you bring that up because you you got to take this into consideration because if you're writing a book that's based 10,000 years ago on Mars, uh, the character is not going to be named John Brown. So it's even with Age of the Sigil, since I was thinking fantasy, and I love fantasy, so I've already read a lot of Shannara and Lord of the Rings. Daniel was the same way, so he helped me name a lot of those characters. But, you know, we came up with names like Reeve Onid for this uh, young wizard or Estradane for this young girl who was a hunter or right. Pim the Knife, this homeless kid that had this magic knife tattoo, and he was always using knives. So we try to put it in that mindset in that era. Uh, so look at that. Even if, even if you're writing in the 70s or, or mm -hmm. right after Star Wars came out, you know, people were naming. It's so funny. I watched an episode of the 90s show today. I know a lot of people didn't name, uh, do this, but um, Eric Foreman named his daughter Leia, and <laughs> he's such a Star Wars nerd, right? And uh, so, but that's fitting. So you got to look at the, the era, 
where you're mm -hmm. at in uh, the area of the world. So make sure you name correctly. I think that's why I would have trouble writing anything that's historical <clears throat> fiction, like predating today. I could do futuristic, but I don't think I could do predate because I'm terrible with history unless it's religious history. Um, so I would be really bad about keeping the canon of the the culture the way it was, I feel like, for me personally. It, and if you're feeling the same way, too, then do some Google research, you know, for, mm -hmm. you know, common uh, names, first and last names from the 1500s in uh, mm -hmm. Middle East or in Europe. Everybody was a John Smith. What are you talking about? Yeah, back <laughs> then they were. So. But you know, that's, that, here's the thing. And, and sometimes when we're writing, we think, oh, nobody cares what the meaning of my book is. Nobody cares what the meaning of my character's names are. No one cares about these little things I'm putting in it. Okay. Do you think JK Rowling thought that whenever she was doing all these little side things in Harry Potter and then all of a sudden this, this book series blew up and now people are like, oh my gosh, did you know? Like if you put this together and this together, this means this? Or little side things that you may think that may not come to pass may be important when your book blows up or your writing becomes something in the hands of multiple people. I feel like they're Easter eggs. I love like Easter eggs. Yeah, like you're really planting this. And if somebody is really an avid fan and they're diving in deep, they'll be like, oh, mm -hmm. my gosh, I didn't even catch that. Mm -hmm. I love it. Love and it, love I know it. I put some of that stuff in Crystal Gate. I just don't remember them. So when I go back to, because Jamie and I are going to do uh, a couple episodes here in the near future where we're going to reread our books and we're going to talk about them. Um, so it's going to be kind of cool because I get a revisit, you know, my baby, my first, my first book and be like, oh, man, I remember writing that. And that was, that was such a great sentence. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to redo that. We're going to pick some books from our own shelves. Um, and do that. But we'll also have some uh, authors coming on, like Katie is going to join us in November uh, for a recording, and we're going to release some of her stuff that she's got upcoming. So I'm excited to hear what she has to say. Uh, even though we're recording this today, I know last week we recorded with Dr. Daughtry, which she wants to write a book now. Um, and her we kind of put her in a corner on that one mm -hmm. in the podcast, mm -hmm. but I think it sparked something with her, to be honest. Good. Yeah. I think it sparked something to where she never really thought about it deep, deep, but then it was like superficial. So when we said it kind of like exploded and I think she might want to do that down in the future. So I'll stay on her. <laughs> That's good. I have always had people tell me when they've asked me about my writing, by the time we're done with the conversation, they, everyone has said, I feel like I can write a book now. I feel like you inspired me to go start writing my own book. Mm -hmm. well, and usually that's when you and, you and I get to talking and you're like, ah, oh, I just want to go right now. I'm like, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, even this morning before you're we doing this, I started counting up all the books I got to finish. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I miss it. You know, I teach so much and doing this mm -hmm. and that, but I'm like, I'm, even though I love, love, love working with singers. Don't get me wrong. But there's something magical when you're writing your own story and you're in that world. And it's been, I mean, I, this is sound, going to sound like, what? That's not even a year. I haven't released a book since like last January. And I'm like, I need, I'm jonesing for something. You know, it's time oh God, to write. It's been like the end of 2018, beginning of 2019 for me. So it's been a while. But you've been, you've still been writing. You're writing, yeah. you've been writing Canvas. So, you know, plus because you're the smart one going to college, getting degrees to tie in with your books, you know, so there can be professor delay and you're traveling all over the world and talking about aliens. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> you never know. I feel like God changes my course all the time to make sure I'm paying attention. 
Yeah, you got to listen. And you know what? Speaking of that, not just God, but your intuition. Pay attention to your guts. You may wake up and be like, oh, I was going to name the book this. But I woke up and it was like, like neon lights. You need to name it this. That's what happened with me with Raise Your Voice or Mind Over Music. You know, I got that name. It's just like, boom. It's just right in my face. If you're struggling, say like, I know I want to put the word, uh, I'm trying to think of a random word. If I want to put the word. Uh, buzzard. What you say? Buzzard. Buzzard. Yeah. That'd be a book for John. Yes. That would he could probably book. write it and make it interesting. Yeah, John <laughs> would write about birds and buzzards. Like he'd be yes. like, I got like I thousand pages on buzzards. <laughs> he could do it too. But right now, let's hold hold the door, John. I want you to finish that book on dog training first. And oh, then we'll yeah. move on to buzzards. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh so like if you if you have a word, like I know I want this word in there. I want it to have killer in the in the in the title somehow, but I don't want to to say killer. Go in, use your thesaurus, use words that sound like or word associations, and just like play around with other words. Like, oh yeah, this is a cool word. Or just use colors, use different words for colors. Like you could use chameleon <laughs> colors. You, know, you can, like you can do vermilion, uh, vermilion murderer. I don't know. That was a terrible one. Um, it doesn't matter. But you're but you're in the creative space. And this will happen. Right. You'll you'll be naming things and pop pop pop, and you'll have nine that are they're duds, but then boom, it comes mm -hmm. to you. Well, I and I'm trying to come up in my mind for my next book. I'm already naming my next book. I'm not even finished with Canvas, but my next book is already on deck, trying to like push it. It's really trying to push Canvas out so we can get on 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 schedule. But the title, because I want to put the title at the end of Canvas, because I'm going to put a little synopsis of my aunt in there. Um, but I want to call it Alice and I'm going to make it an acronym. So the word Alice stands for something, but you see that it's just basically called Alice. Oh, that is cool. And you know yeah. what? I, it, it, that makes me think I can't write a book. I don't even start writing a book until I have the name of it. Yeah. You got, you got to have, you got to have something. <laughs> yeah. You got to have something, which I feel like Crystal Gate, I didn't officially name until I was into it and realized how I was going to finish it. And I'm like, yes, this is it. Because that one was a dream. I knew what I wanted to do with it. I just had to get the information out. So it was just flow. I was flowing with it. And in the middle of it, I remember I was driving down the road on High Street in Jackson, Ohio. And I'm just like, Crystal Gate. And it just boom, boom. It was just the yep. sound was like there. So Yeah, I like it because Crystal Gate. And I like how it's flip-flop four rivers. Well, I think I have actually a, in our notes... I would keep, I keep tons of notes on my phone and on my computer, but I mean, I keep my grocery list on here. I keep my password, uh, school clothes whenever my kids are shopping, but I have book names. <laughs> Genesis, uh, Genesis speciation. I don't know what that's going to, I'm just, just names that pop in my head. Project beginning. Um, uh, some of these I can't repeat because yeah, <laughs> they might offend someone. One of them says, why are you like that? Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, why are you like that? Like, why am I? And that one, I was thinking I should write a book that's when people look at you like, why are you like that? I'm like, oh, let me explain why I'm like this. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I can't believe I, that my brain's always going. And not that I'm going to write this. I don't know why I thought this but I was walking, getting everything ready this morning. I thought. Like branding yourself or, you know, if you're procrastinating, you want to be a better person. I thought 
to find yourself. Then I had like define yourself, uh, then uh, design yourself, then refine yourself, like define, design, refine. And mm -hmm. I already saw it as a book. And I thought, hmm, what can I do to do that as a nonfiction book? But uh, that's just in my brain. I might write it in 20 years, but you never know. But well, it happens like know, a yeah, and for our listeners, I have a book idea. I don't really want to write it per se, but if you want to take it, I had this idea a long time ago of called Mind Affair, but spelling it almost is like it's my affair, but Mind Affair to where you write this book series the whole time you think this woman's having an affair with all these people. But the thing is, is she has a mental disorder, but her husband knows about it. And so she has these journals of these love affairs she's having. And that's what she's trying to do to just not have the love affair. She's just writing the love affairs down. Her mother-in-law finds it. Her mother-in-law basically wants to kill her. So it's like this whole process. I don't even know how it ends, but in the, in the long run, you find out she's not actually having these. Now these that's a great idea, Chris. So one of, when one of our listeners decides to write that series and it blows up and it's a movie and all that, just remember that you gave it away. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I, it would be really, I don't know. I, I just don't have, I have the, the idea. I just don't have the passion to write that story, but if somebody wants it, it's yours. Take it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. So that's pretty much naming. I mean, it's just keep it organized, keep it focused on, you know, your character. We've talked about characters and how, if they're brass sounding, you don't want them to, you don't want them to sound like they're gentle when it, you kind of want their no their name association to work with their personality. Um, same with your book. Make sure, yeah. <laughs> make sure. I you... Go ahead. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking of a character from a crisis artifact, Lionel Galton. He's an old, rich, staunchy dude. And that and sounds like rough. Lionel. Sounds like an older guy. Exactly. And he's just in your face. He's a great guy, but he's just gruff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely. Um, and I know we're wrapping this up, but I do want to say pen names. Some of you do. I used a lot of pen names. Oh yeah. So, um, what do you, how do you do it? I, I just, we made them up. I had like uh, Jamie Lynn Saunders for the siren series, Drusilla Winters for the horror series. Uh, the one that I did, and that was helpful through Daniel. Cause we did a lot of this together way back when, but I did come up with uh, Gordon Massey for the crisis trilogy. And that was because, uh, I started playing music of ours at 16 two of the band members, they were all much older than me, but they were very influential, uh, influential. And Gordy McPhail, uh, he passed away years ago, loved him to death, a bass player. And, uh, or Gordon McPhail was actually his name. And Billy Massey uh, became my best friend. So I, I named my pen name for that series, Gordon Massey. Mm. And uh, of course, since then I came out and thought, I'm not going to use pen names. Um, you know, there was that, um, that, that stench, like you can't write in all these different genres. And um, who says, you know, I'm writing in everything want. from mafia to YA to space novellas. So it's all right. But I do see that a lot of people will use pen names, you know, if they want to keep their life separate or they don't want people to know that they're writing uh, romance novels and then fantasy novels. So, so I know my husband's listening when we were, when we release this, but I wasn't, and I'm not going to say aloud because my husband and I have a very um, open uh, communication with things. It's not like, oh, I tell you to do this, you do this. Or da, da, da. But he expressed that he that he really didn't want me to do a pen name because he worked really hard to get me to marry him and <laughs> give me his last name. And he just didn't want people to start calling me something else if I got famous. <laughs> but, you know, I love Clarissa DeLay. 
I love that for an author name. Well, I do anyway. too. I, it's, so it's it's fine. I am who I am. I'm, I'm a, as we've talked, I do multiple things, you know, so it kind of all falls into that. And then I'm just, it's just who I am. But I think it's it's, it's so cute because he was just like, I worked really hard for you to marry me. I really would like not <laughs> want people to call you something else if you got famous. That would be really weird. You know what I mean? Yep. So. And it happens. So. At all least right. We... There's our squirrels. Yep. About all me. vegan. Vegan squirrels. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. All and right. if, you have any, if you have any trouble with naming, reach out to us. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm yes. sure we'll do some workshops in the future, and we may we may do a naming workshop, or we can work with you one on one to help you name it. Uh, we're both oh, creative. Yeah. We've named so many books, and you know, Chris helps me even with my books, and overall with every author in Vendera Publishing. So, um, don't feel like uh, you got writer's block on naming stuff because writer's block doesn't exist. Oh, I, I thought you were gonna go with. <laughs> All right, so since you brought that up, you know that I won, right? I don't even pay attention because I haven't really pushed anyone to go. Uh, I haven't pushed all my friends and family to, to say, yes, yes, Krista. I literally had a friend vote for you, so I did not sway anyone. She's like, hey, I really love this one, but I voted for for Jamie. Uh, Miss well, you Olivia. tell your friend I love them. Well, that's Miss Olivia. She voted for you. Thank you, Olivia. So. But guess so what? So I, I got one vote. and you. Yeah, I got one vote and you got like 167. Let's see here. So it was 88% uh, Team Carissa and 11% Jamie. Team Jamie. Wow. I can't believe 88% of the people are wrong. That blows my mind. I never would have expected that. You thought it'd be closer to 50-50? Uh, no, I thought it'd be 100% me. So <laughs> I love doing these podcasts. Yes. Okay. So as we always tell you, you can reach out to us. You can email us at our uh, email address, always write podcast. That's A-L-L-W-R-I-T-E podcast. A-L-L-W-A-Y-S-W-R. I can't even. This is where Rich comes in. Rich is the always editor. Always W-R-I-T-E. Right. Always write podcast. You know the name, always write podcast at gmail.com you can follow I, all of our social media always write podcast my husband is my speller so don't don't judge me for my lack of spelling ability don't, yeah don't get on her i think that i'm rubbing off on her uh, uh, yes <laughs> yes so until next time we want you to always write but join us for our next episode uh coming out next week always on thursdays and until then, I'm author Carissa DeLay, and this is... Jamie Vendera, and we'll see you in the next episode. Okay, goodbye. <laughs>